I want to take a moment to talk to you about the coronavirus. First and foremost, I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and you're able to take the extra precautions needed to continue to be safe. Timing is so important, and I want to let you know that on January 26th, in the middle of the Chinese New Year on the Tech Money Talks YouTube channel, I was one of the first on YouTube to talk about the coronavirus and the importance and the business impact on e-commerce dropshipping. Weeks later, there were many other YouTubers that followed by creating their own version of the coronavirus, and I just want to mention that just so that you can be careful of who you listen to on this subject because there's quite a few of them that really don't know what they're talking about, and I want you to be safe. Fast forward to today, the COVID-19 coronavirus has become a global pandemic in the United States and has become a national emergency. A lot has changed over the past few days. The NBA has shut down. Disney has closed their theme parks. Events and sporting events across the country has been canceled. School closings, switching to online education, People being asked to work from home if they can. Stores like Costco and Whole Foods being emptied by people hoarding food and supplies. It's just the beginning and I will be working to give the most current updates as it relates to how to build and run your online business during these times, along with sharing other work from home based opportunities that you can take part of. If you want to stay current and most connected, I'd say plug into our online Dropship Chicago group. You can do that for free. Or if you want to be connected with me at real time, I do have a personal Dropshipping Insiders group. This is where I give real-time valuable information, and it's unfiltered. It's a one-on-one connection with me there. Now, I want to introduce you to the podcast that we're going to release this week. It was recorded two weeks ago on February 28th with Kian Golzari. He's one of the best Chinese product sourcing experts on the planet, And at the time that we recorded this, which was about two weeks ago, we talked about how to deal with the coronavirus, running an online business, and sourcing products from China. It's an episode that's packed with valuable information. The full length of the podcast, we talked over an hour, so I decided to create this into two parts. So this is part one that's highlighting our conversation on the coronavirus and dropshipping. It's very important that you listen to this episode because I think it'll be really helpful to you. So listen to part one of this and keep in mind that it was recorded two weeks ago, February 28th, which is a little more than two weeks ago. And there's valuable information that is still relevant today and what you should be thinking about in the future. everybody. Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a very special guest on the podcast. We are fortunate to have Kian Gilzari as a special guest on the show. And if you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because Kian is a leading expert in product sourcing from China, product branding, and is becoming a major influencer in this space. Kian has personally visited over 500 factories and sourced over 2,500 products. Kian has manufactured for brands such as the NBA, the United Nations, and the Olympics. Kian continues to raise a bar and he's been keeping it real. I'm telling you, this brother's been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. 
Gian is a major player and is a strategic partner in e-commerce for big box retailers and Amazon sellers. Gian's company also, also specializes in helping others with product design, manufacturing best practices, price negotiations, and much more. I tell you, time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today. Kian, thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Oh, I'm great, man. I'm great. Thanks very much for that kind of introduction. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here and uh, great to be on the show. It's a real honor. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, really great stuff, man. You deserve it. You've been absolutely crushing it for sure. And I think uh, doing a lot of great things. And it's a really great topic that we can dive into because I think it's been uh, a topic that we haven't touched much on, but is really important, especially for people that are looking to grow their business to the next level. But you know, one thing that um, actually uh, came across, and I think this is a hot topic, and I think you did uh, a recent uh, like interview and, and a LinkedIn post on this is where I found it, yeah. uh, which was uh, the interview about the coronavirus. Sure. And I think that's a hot topic. And, you know, now that we just are getting over the, the Chinese New Year, there's some updates. And I was actually wondering, like, because even in that interview watching that you help kind of clear the air, you know, tell them what's really happened, because some people don't know what to believe. You, we got people that are just creating YouTube videos, but they don't really know. They're maybe hearing it, you know, third, fourth hand type yeah. of knowledge. And it just, you know, turns into something that's not really real. Yeah. And uh, so I was wondering if you can kind of speak to that as far as the latest updates there and, sure. and how it's yeah. impacting business. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a great point, first of all, because I think a lot of people just share these articles on Facebook with like these grabbing headlines and it's like scaremonger headlines because obviously fear sells and they're going to get more eyeballs and more clicks if they just get some headline that basically makes you scared or worried. So I would say like the information that you do, that you do consume, make sure you get it from trusted sources. Um, and so for me, like, because I've got so many different manufacturers that I work with in China, I do text them all regularly uh, on the Chinese Messenger app, which is called WeChat. I highly recommend if anyone's dealing with anyone in China that uses the WeChat app. But it's interesting. So what I've noticed is that some areas are very badly affected, like Wuhan, which is the area where the virus first started to spread. And in other areas, even not so far away, are okay. And they're all back to work and they're just working as normal. And then other areas further south, like uh, Shenzhen and Guangzhou, like they're also on lockdown. So what I realized is that it's not a one-size-fits-all policy for China to say, okay, manufacturing is done. It's, it's happening in different pockets of China because China is so big as a country. So first of all, if you are buying from China right now or you're considering buying from China, just look at the area uh, that you're buying from and then you can research how that area is affected and I'm, I have a link that I'll, I'll send to you so you can share in the show notes which is basically a map of China and it just basically tells you by the location what areas are most affected and you can see some are back to normal and they're okay and some are not but I think the thing we have to really consider now is are we okay <laughs> because I actually heard that like yesterday was the first day where there was more cases of the coronavirus outside China than there was inside China and, you know, China is one of the best countries in the world, in my opinion, in containing and controlling a virus like this because people actually listen to their government. If the government tell you don't come out of your apartment, then people aren't really coming out of their apartment. But I don't think America's got that quite standard level of control. So, <laughs> so you know, like I, I heard yeah. of a lot of cases in South Korea, in Iran, in Italy. And, you know, now they're starting. To, I was supposed to be speaking at an event in Prague in 10 days time, but I had to cancel it yesterday. Uh, just because I have to travel through airports in Europe where there are cases of the virus. And I'm like, there's no point like even going through that. So 
Um, I, asked, I was also speaking at an event in China and in Hong Kong in April. I was doing a China sourcing trip there as well, which I've had to cancel. So, um, you know, I think anything that's going on in China, just keep in touch with your manufacturer, see if they're able to deliver for you. And then also, here, here's the most important thing, which I think a lot of people forget. Like a lot of people have asked me like, oh, hey, like how how's my shipping getting affected? How are my lead times getting affected? I was like, you know what, forget all that. Just check if your manufacturer is okay first, because we're buying from people here, like people buy from people and their families are affected. They know people who have, who have caught the virus, who, you know, they're worried about their grandparents because it hits the elderly worse than it hurts themselves. And so like, first of all, yeah. ask if their family's okay and then check, check in about business. But just bear in mind that because of this virus, there's been a lot of like production halts. So factories, when they do get back to work, are going to be very, very busy and they're going to have a pileup of orders. So your lead times might be affected. But if you do check in with them and make sure that they're okay, you can also ask them, hey, can you put us to the front of the production schedule or can you make sure that we don't get too badly affected by this? And of course, that determines, that's determined on the, the relationship that you have with your manufacturer. And you know something we didn't really get to talk much about today is I kind of stress the importance of building relationships with your manufacturer because a lot of people just go down the Alibaba route and you're just sending an email to someone who you haven't put a face to and there's no relationship built there. Whereas the key success in dealing with China is the relationships that you build and you work in partnership and you build like a win-win cooperation. You, you shouldn't treat it as like, okay, I'm the buyer and you're the supplier. It's like, no, we're working in a partnership together here. We want to work for the long term. What works for me is what works for you. If you give me a lower price, I pass that cost saving on to my customer. I sell more units, more units for me equals more orders for you. And that's just the way I've, I've always done business, just to sort of help them and they help me. And so that's the thing, like, you know, you want to really build this relationship with the manufacturers and the coronavirus is a good way to strengthen that relationship, to check in on them and, and make sure they're okay. And then they can then, pass you favors as well by getting you to the front of the production schedule. So yeah, and then sh shipping can also be affected as well because a lot of the maybe workers at the port might not be back to work if they're in an area which is highly affected. So, you know, your factory might be three hours away from the port and your goods are all good and they're ready to go, but now they're going to be sitting at the port for a few weeks as well. So before you agree to ship anything, if you send something by air, then it's okay. But if you, before you want to ship anything, just check with your forwarder as well, if they're actually able to, to ship out as well. And anyone who's worried about products coming out of China from workers that may have the virus, I've been told, and I'm no health expert and I'm no doctor, but I've been told that the virus can't spread through products or packaging. So don't worry if anyone's touched it, that now these goods are contaminated. Like the, the virus cannot survive in a box, in a container, on a ship. Like it has to be like human to human contact is what I've been told. So don't worry about any products coming out of China. Yeah, that's good to know too. And say, you know, for the audience and the and the newbies forwarders, uh, maybe explain that what what that means. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I just mean like in terms <laughs> of logistics, like your 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 shipping forwarders. So like every um, there's maybe like twenty different ports in China that will ship out your goods. So once once your goods are ready to ship, then you have to contact your forwarder, uh, and that could be anyone. It could there's loads of different forwarders, uh, such as. Um, Maersk and um, Kunanago uh, are one of the big ones, um, expeditors. And so you want to basically have an agreement with your forwarder that they're still able to ship out your goods uh, as well. And they basically give you rates every single month of what's the price of sending a container. So just make sure that your rates are of a fair rate right now because of the virus. You don't want, you don't want to do your costings basically on, because you're going to do all your product costing calculations of like, 
uh, the cost of the product, the cost of logistics, and then the cost of your import duty and the cost of dispatch to your customer, and then the cost of Facebook ads, whatever. You figure out what's your landed cost in mm-hmm. that product to the customer, but then you're ready to ship. And then, you know, the forwarder tells you actually the shipping rates are double this month because of the lack of supply or something like that then it's completely skewed your numbers. So make sure you have a, and that's another important point for anyone looking to import products or sell any products. You have to have a very detailed and accurate costings file uh, to basically, it's so important to understand how much you're actually buying something for and then the profit you make once you sell it. Because it's easy to say, okay, I'm buying this product from China for $5 and I'm selling it for 20, great. I've got this like big profit. I don't need to worry about anything else. Well, actually, there's a lot of other hidden costs uh, that you need to be mindful of. Import duty is one of them. You know, Trump put these big tariffs on Chinese goods uh, in the last year. And like for backpacks, for example, it was 17%, which was already very high. Then he put it up to 25, then he put it up to 44%. So like if you're doing your costings and thinking I'm buying this for five and I'm selling for 20, well, add another 44% onto that $5. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot. That's why you really need to educate yourself uh, in this process rather than, and, you know, going back to dropshipping, dropshipping is a different model in that you don't pay import duty on anything that you send by air, which is less than $800 of value. So that's probably why dropshippers might not have, you know, seen this concept or heard of this concept. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then if you are importing something which is, you know, $1,600, then just bring it in two air rates of 800 so you don't have to pay the import duty rather than if you brought it in at 1600 you'd have to pay the import duty. So. Wow, really good. Yeah. Another part, folks, where you need to re-listen to this over again because, uh, yeah, Kian's dropping a lot of value. And actually another good point that I do want to touch on, uh, which I, I'm really glad that you mentioned it about checking with, you know, the people, see how they're doing, how their family's doing, building a relationship because you got a business and you, you're if you're doing business with somebody else, you have a business relationship. And the relationship is key. They know that, that you know, you care on, on your side, then you know, that's how you can make, you know, better deals and, and make better offers uh, by having better relationships. And I'm really glad that, that you mentioned that and focused on that first, along with all these other technicals. And I mean, I think the other takeaway is that you got to be on top of things because things are, so many things are changing so frequently that you got to stay on top of this. And and it kind of leads me to my next question. Like, what do you, what are you doing to like, you know, keep yourself on the edge and stay current with everything? Yeah, I'm just keeping in touch with, with my manufacturers and I, and I use that app, uh, WeChat. And WeChat is basically like the Chinese WhatsApp where like, it's just basically got all your friends there, but you can also post pictures. And I'm really just keeping in touch with them, sending voice messages and, you know, giving them phone calls and saying, you know, how's everything going and, you know, family okay and like, are you back to work? And, you know, of this sort of 500 workers that you have in your factory, how many of them came back after the Chinese New Year? Like, when do you think you'd be back up to full operation? Is there anything I can help with? You know, what retailers are you, are you working with? You, you know, stuff like that, just sort of staying in the know and, and keeping your ear to the ground and figure out what's going on. Usually around this time of year, I like to go back to China, but I've just kind of halted that at the moment uh, until everything resolves itself. But yeah. yeah. I, and, and here's the thing, like, you know, you, you can learn a lot of information from like watching YouTube videos and courses and stuff like that. That's great. But you can also learn a lot by just having conversations with your manufacturers because they like to make friends as well and they like to educate you. Like I wouldn't go as far to say, hey, I'm new to this because then they can take advantage of you in terms of <laughs> yeah. But just ask a lot of questions, be curious. And um, that's one of the, the points I mentioned as well on my Kobe blog is always being curious. Just ask a ton of questions and uh, they'll always provide you with the answers and 
before you know it, you'll be very uh, experienced and knowledgeable about what goes on in China. And, you know, it uh, reminds me of, you know, now. So what is a what does a day look like now as you're kind of uh, operating and, you know, running your business, living your life? It's interesting. Yeah. So I just uh, I just moved to L.A. Um, a couple of months ago. I was living in the U.K. and in Scotland back home. But I felt so far away from everything because I kept getting invited to speak at these like e-commerce events. And a lot of them were in the States. I was just uh-huh. flying every month back and forth, back and forth. And all these meetings I was having with the NBA and some of the players, I just kept flying in for it. And it was like, right, enough's enough. Like, I, I love LA. So I like this video. <laughs> settle down. And then now, like, you know, in the UK, it, it, I had a, a team and staff in an office with like 45 employees. And now I'm just sort of here by myself. And I'm now sort of focusing more on like passion projects because that business is now running itself and my brother is the the managing director of that company and, and that's basically running itself so now i can take myself out of that environment and i've just got a we work office that's where i am right now awesome and i'm basically just putting my head down and and my, my, my main focus is the travel brand which i'm launching in april which is veltra which i'm launching on kickstarter which i'm super super excited about because i know that i'm able to deliver you know the best product in the world at the best price in the world but i just need to build the audience so they can see that and that there's um innovations in this product which have never before been seen on a travel bag. That's why Kickstarter is the best platform to launch on. And kind of what we were talking about before earlier in the episode about building a brand and building your community, Kickstarter is one of the best places to build that because essentially when someone purchases your product, they're purchasing it knowing, okay, this company is in existence because I've paid my dollars to basically support and fund this project. And it's not like Amazon where your product will be delivered to you the next day. It will get delivered to you three months later because now we have to go and manufacture it. And I'm basically building this to build a community. And then from Kickstarter, I'm going to go to Indiegogo to then launch on Shopify and then to launch on Amazon. So I'm just really trying to navigate my way through through that at the moment. And I'm just focusing on that. And, and the cool thing is from speaking at all these different e-commerce events, like I've realized like, okay, who's the best at, you know, Facebook ads, who's the best at manage outflows, who's the best at scaling their team with VAs. And I've just picked the brains of all the people who are the best at what they do. And they can contact me or any of the audience can contact me as well about any questions they have about sourcing. And, you know, let's all just help each other and rise to the top. And then, you know, that, that's what it's all about. And I feel like I'm in the best place in the best position to, to really achieve all that. Yeah, really awesome. And and you shared a lot of great stuff there for sure. And I took a look at at your page that was was promoting the, the pre-hour. I mean, you were already sharing a good part of the story. And, and I think Kickstarter and other things, you know, give you, gives you a chance to kind of share the story behind the product. Yeah. And that's how, that's how people get a chance to relate and get a little bit closer and they become, you know, really core customers, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like one of the things I said about dealing with the Chinese is that like people buy from people and it's still the same in terms of the consumers who decide to buy from us because it's so easy now with Instagram to look at a brand and see, okay, who's behind the brand? And is that someone that I get along with or someone that I would like? So I sort of used that to really build Veltra and on the Veltra Facebook page. So I've made a lot of videos. I'm not sure how many of them I've posted yet, but so last time I was in Shanghai in November, I took the cameras with me and I basically filmed like a day in the life of like, okay, here's where I used uh, to live. Cool. Here's what I did. Like this is the streets where I live and this is my friends and this is how I talked to manufacturers. This is how I traveled in China. And it's just a quick like two or three minute video, but it gives the audience an insight into how I built this product and why I built this product. And then I, I want them to get to know me through social media so that when they see the brand, they can be like, oh, I know that guy, he knows what he's talking about. He's qualified to make this product because he's been living and working in China for 10 years and he travels a lot. So I, and he's worked for a lot of big brands. So therefore I trust this person. And 
that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to build that trust factor with the customers. And I've done that through videos, which I'll be launching through the, um, the Ultra Facebook page. The website doesn't have too much at the moment because I'm kind of waiting until we get close to launch before I start releasing those videos. Because I, uh-huh. I don't want people to get really excited about the product and then be like, oh, I can't buy it for another two months. So I'm, <laughs> I'm holding off for now. But on the Facebook page, you see quite a lot of that. And I think it's just Veltra or Veltra World on Facebook. That's awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to leave links in the show notes. And uh, yeah, and you're doing a great job already because from what I've gathered, you know, I've already grasped, you know, that communication and that message. So I think you're on track with that for sure. Yeah, it's coming through, uh, which is awesome. So folks, keep a lookout for that. I'd say that's awesome. And and uh, I'll be one of the first customers as well. So what what are the best ways to follow you? I think we may have already mentioned them all, but I figure I'd ask again. Yeah, sure. Let's summarize. So I'm probably most active on Instagram, which is just uh, Kian underscore JG. And uh, feel free to just drop me a DM if you've got any questions about uh, branding products, China, whatever. Just feel free to, to shoot me a message. I check that quite regularly. And then if you want to know more tactical information and advice about sourcing products from China or building an e-commerce brand, uh, you can join the free Facebook group, which is just called Sourcing with Kian. And um, yeah, and if you want to learn more about I mean, I'm on LinkedIn as well, just as Kian Gozari. And I've also got my personal website, kiangozari.com, where you can register there and you'll get sent a bunch of like free info later on as well. So yeah, that, that's about it. Yeah, great stuff, man. Yeah, and we'll drop all the links in the show notes. And yeah, and I just remembered. Uh, so yeah, that's cool that you're in LA. And I'd say, you know, I'm based out of Chicago. So if you're ever passing through Chicago, let me know because we also, I, I put together this like meetup group. It's now grown to like over 260 members where we talk uh, e-commerce and we do workshops, bigger events and stuff like that for for people to, to talk more about e-commerce and things. So if you're ever passing through Chicago, let me know. Oh, for sure. I'd love to. I really want to go to um, a Chicago Bears game because we started doing some work with uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, awesome. The, the, yeah, the brand Active Dreamers, we had the booth in this show at Vegas and he came along, he came through. And uh, yeah, we're going to do a little collection for him as well. So hopefully get to a game next season. Hey, that's great, man. Yeah, let me know for sure. We'll plan for that and uh, circle something around there for sure. This is awesome stuff, man. And actually just reminded me, is it cool to follow up with you maybe six months down the road? Actually, it might be in person then if you're coming yeah, to Chicago. Yeah, if you want to do an episode by right here as well, because there's a lot of topics. I mean, we went pretty deep there as well, but there's a lot of different topics on like, you know, how to find the right factory, how to negotiate the price, you know, all this sort of stuff we can go into as well and take a deep dive into. So yeah, anytime, hit me up, give me a shout and we can dive into some more topics. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man, for sure. Yeah, I feel like we could be talking for hours on this. Yeah, I want to be respectful of your time too. So uh, as we come to a wrap here, I want to give you a chance to leave some closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you take it away. Oh, thanks very much. So, I mean, yeah, I just want to really finish with saying, you know, thanks very much to yourself for hosting such an awesome podcast. And, you know, I was listening to a few episodes before I got on this as well. And there's so much value in it. So I, I know how hard it is to, to sort of develop and, and run a podcast. So first of all, thank you very much to you for everything you do for this community. I'm sure a lot of guys get a lot of value and you should definitely get a lot of credit for the education that you're putting out there as well. And thanks. Appreciate it, bro. No worries, man. And I think just, you know, in, in 2020, I would say the main thing you, you really have to focus on is like, I go to a lot of these events and I see a lot of questions in the audience and people keep looking at like, all right, what are the hacks? What do I need to do in my business to get more sales? And I, I always say like, in, improve the leader, improve the business. And I'm like, with, before focusing on the business, focus on yourself first and be like, okay, if I want to grow a business which turns over $10 million or $50 million a year, 
who do I have to become as a person to achieve that outcome? Rather than, all right, what's the latest with Facebook that I can get reach all these people organically? It's like, no, what do I have to become as a person? Like, do I have to wake up earlier? Do I have to start meditating? Do I have to put more hours in? And then just really success leaves clues. So just monitor people who have the results that you want and figure out what they're doing and how they plan their day and how they work effectively. And then just model those habits. Like one of the best things that one of my friends told me to do was uh, to buy a productivity planner. And I'll, um, I'll send you a link to this as well. And the productivity planner just basically tells you to um, write the five most important tasks you have to accomplish that day and starting with the most important one. And you write it down because so often every day we just start with the easy tasks rather than the important ones. And then you get to the end of the day and you didn't do what you set out to do. And you're like, all right, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it just procrastinates and procrastinates. And when you do that and then you start the day with the intention of doing the most important task first and you write it out like this planner allows you to do, you also work in 25-minute timers, which they call Pomodoros. And I only work in 25-minute intervals. And on my laptop, I've got um, a timer for 25 minutes. When it finishes, it'll take a five-minute break and I get into the next timer. And so I break my entire day down into the five tasks I have to achieve and then how many 25-minute intervals it's going to take me to achieve each task. And I stick to that. And every day I get, I work so efficiently and I get what I need to get done. And I feel that if that was talked about more often, rather than here's who you need to be following on YouTube to find out about Facebook ads, you'd be way more successful. So I would just say improve the leader, improve the business. Powerful, man. Yeah, for sure. That was great value. Great way to end the, end the show. Awesome stuff, kid, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. We have to do it again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout-out. And remember, you're just one product away.